Ah, hello. Come away in. Come away in and warm yourself by the bothy fire here. Uh, and for the final time, actually, for this year, the final EYP of 2023. So, uh, yeah, join me for a wee look back at the year that's almost gone. A wee look back in piping terms, specifically, and in EYP terms, even more specifically. Coming right up, a wee dip into the archives, we might say, such as they are so far. A wee reminder of some of the music, some of the chat, some of the gallivantings that have been going on here since we got going in April. And a wee bit of Christmas cheer too along the way. Welcome to episode 35. Enjoy your piping with Gary West in association with RG Hardy Bagpipes. Yes, thank you, Ailey, and thank you for uh, all your uh, contributions since we got going in April, even though you recorded it once, and I've used it actually twice, uh, because of course there had to be a new version once RG Hardy came on board as my main sponsor. Thanks to them too, and more from them just a little later. So it's been fun, yeah, having a, a look back through the 34 episodes we've made so far. Nice to have a second listen to some of the music, remind ourselves of what's been going on. So yeah, we retrospective tonight. That's what's in store. A bit of a recap on progress so far. And you may have noticed that I like to begin each week with something uplifting, something upbeat, up-tempo, just generally up. This album is one such. It came out this year from a band that just gets better and better with every year that passes. This is Rura.
Yeah, great band, great sound. Great arrangements there from Rura with A Minor Emergency. Or A Minor Emergency. You can read that whichever way you want. From Dusk Moon. And uh, my hard copy of that just arrived this week, actually. Though I did play you something from it, from a download version, a while back, I think. It's a beautiful album, I have to say. Plenty of laid-back, very gentle music on there, as well as that more up-tempo stuff. Something for all moods, I'd say. Just one of several great releases, actually, that featured the pipes to have appeared this year. Another one was a sequel to an album, a classic album that came out 20 years ago, The Piper and the Maker. Just when we were getting going with EYP back in April, the sequel was released, the sequel to that, uh, The Piper and the Maker 2, celebrating C. And Finn Moore, who was behind the project with his dad, Hamish Moore, came in to have a chat about it. Finn explained some of the intricacies of the different keys or pitches, really, that their pipes come in. The special thing about this album, as the name suggests, is that all of the pipes are in the key of C. The C small pipes have taken off again. They were actually, at the very start of the revival, nearly the key that was the standard key. Mm-hmm. Um, and then folk worked out that A meant that you could play with guitars and fiddlers a wee bit easier, and that you know, certainly for the last 20, 25 years has been absolutely the key that everybody has and that's what you play in. Um, but yeah, the last few years, um, partly thanks to Alan McDonald and Breacher, uh, the C pipes have certainly uh, started to take off and, and actually to the point that we're now able to do teaching in a whole class in C, so 10 or 12 pipers or, you know, having tunes in, with C small pipes and you just tell the fiddlers to get on with it really you know <laughs> tune, tune your fiddle down or you know work 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 your mind really hard and play and see and um it's it was and again though uh again this thing of um although the pipe all the pipes on the album are made by myself and dad it's, it's it, 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 the pipes also take on the personality of the people playing them and they all get a little bit of a different sound and and style as well and like love love that kind of way different people having different ways of playing and you know different grace notes and not being standard and and it's it's been wonderful to kind of uh to hear all of it come together um so yeah and hopefully out before this is uh there uh, the cds are actually Currently on somewhere between the Netherlands and Edinburgh. Okay. So we are, we're nearly there. We're nearly there.
uh, great playing from Shawnee McIntyre and Ewan Henderson there with a set uh, full of tunes that were all composed by Shawnee himself. Finn's tune, Badu, Gubuladu and Alan J. Nairn from The Piper and the Maker 2, Celebrating Sea. That came out uh, just after I had that chat with Finn in April. And uh, yeah, I've dipped into that from time to time through the year. Excellent it is too. Now to some pipe band music. And what a year it was, has been, for the People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate Pipe Band. Uh, Just a couple of weeks ago, they won the Pipe Band of the Year at the Trad Awards, the Scots Trad Music Awards in Dundee. Um, And a big part of that, I'm sure, will have been the fact that they won their first world title back in August. Now, this is a band that's been knocking on the door for many decades. When I was first uh, listening to pipe bands, uh, they were coming up through the grades and then they appeared up into grade one. Uh, Almost took the title a couple of times in the early 1980s, but it's remained elusive until this year. And, uh, well, they did it. They did the big one. And I was delighted for them. I think uh, most people in the pipe band world were probably delighted for them. Now, uh, I can't play you their actual performance. I don't have the rights to do that. Um, So, instead, some classic uh, recorded music here from one of their live concerts in the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall a few years back. Uh, Forty was the concert. Here's the Mason's Apron. And Cunningham's Fancy from the band that are now the World Pipe Band Champions, the Pupils Ford, Bogall and Bathgate.
That's the sound of the People's Ford Bog Hall and Bathgate, the Mason's Apron and Cunningham's Fancy there from their album 40. Uh, they're now led by Ross Harvey as Pipe Major and Kerr McQuillan, a very recent addition uh, to the leadership team as leading drummer. And Kerr went on to win the world solo drumming title for the first time as well. Uh, he's only in his late teens, I think. Will he dominate in the future? in the way that Steve McWhorter has in recent times and that the likes of Jim Kilpatrick did before him. Time will tell, I guess, but uh, what a talent and what a year for the Bog Hall and Bathgate. Now, in the early summer, the wonderful company that is RG Hardy Bagpipes came on board as my principal sponsor. That's been uh, fantastic and uh, I'm delighted to have made that match. And to welcome them, I paid a visit to their bagpipe factory in Glasgow in the summer. Here's Managing Director Alistair Dunn giving me a, a wee tour and by extension giving you a wee tour as well. So this is the Heritage Pipes. Um, so it's a range that we developed uh, to celebrate 150 years of Peter Henderson bagpipe making. So we wanted to do something a bit more unique. Um, we, got, we got the profile from this of, uh, I think it was a 1910 Henderson. So our standard range is based on a mid-1920s set. So over the years, the mounts changed slightly. Um, so this one's a bit more refined, a bit a smaller bead just here. We also used our design team to create this lovely thistle pattern, which is very detailed. So it's not possible to get this kind of detail on your standard rotary engraving. And then from that, we, we moved on and started to etch the wood. So this is laser etch wood, so you can get really intricate patterns. And, you know, a lot of pipers are traditionalists and, and want the combed and beaded and the, the, the look that's been around for 450 years. But why not have something new and unique like this that we can, we can share with people? It is beautiful. I'm struggling to find the words to describe it here in sound, but it's uh, very intricate. Uh, and as you say, yeah, a real move away from the combing and beading. And on the, the uh, bagpipe joint there, a heritage one you have. So this is this boxwood mount? Yeah, that's a boxwood mount. I mean, it, it creates a nice contrast with the wood. Um, and it's, it's better to use as much natural materials as we can in the instrument. You know, plastics are fine and durable and, you know, makes sense in terms of conservation and so on. But at the same time... I'd rather have my wood made from, my, sorry, my bike pipes made from a natural material. So it's a lovely contrast to the black wood. So, yeah, the, just again describing the, the boxwood, it's um, a very light wood, uh, used often in, um, in small pipes and border pipes, certainly. And, but yeah, it makes a beautiful decoration there. And um, so, are we in the room where they're actually turned? and I'm looking at all the machinery here and there's lots of various people around doing jobs I'm trying not to get in the way here so uh, yeah, do you want to talk us through what the, oh now, there's a big interesting machine, what's happening there? That is, that is the laser machine so we've got two of those that uh, they laser in, laser in different forms and pretty much every material that we're using we can laser it, the plastic, the wood the metal, the leather um, so it, it, it's great to have this at our disposal the main manufacturing room is next door, which we'll look at next. Uh, but everything comes in here for quality control and final finishing, polishing. Even though we use machines, everything is still going to be hand-finished. Yeah, what a fascinating place, I have to say. Uh, the Backbite Factory, R.G. Hardy's premises in Glasgow, where all manner of things go on, not just what Alistair Dunn was telling us about there. Uh, much, much more besides. Thanks to Alistair and also to Isla Stout for showing me the inner workings of R.G. Hardy. And you can catch the full tour back in episode 12. And I suppose there can be no greater proof of the quality of a musical instrument than to have one of the very finest pipers in the world choose to play it. Callum Bowment does just that. And what a year it was for Callum. Uh, he won the former winners March Strathspey Reel and the Clasp at the Northern Meeting. Those are the two senior events 
only uh, open to elite players. To win them both in the same year is a very rare feat indeed. And as if that wasn't enough, he went on a few weeks later to win the Glenfiddich Piping Championship. The kind of uh, champion of champions, unofficial title you could say, because that's open only to those who have won the other major contests earlier in the season. That of course was at Blair Castle towards the end of October. Again, I don't have the rights to play that for you, sadly. But uh, I'm going to dip into this album that I actually played a track from last week. It's called The Young Ones. Last week I played Andrew Carlyle. Callum was on that same album. This was him aged just 16. And I guess when we heard him then, uh, most of us who heard him around about that time would have known, I'm sure, that he was destined for greatness. Uh, listen to this playing from a 16-year-old Callum moment with the crags of Stirling Macbeth's Strathspey and Lieutenant Colonel DJS Murray.
16-year-old Callum Bowman with the Crags of Stirling, Macbeth, Strathspey and Lieutenant Colonel DJS Murray from an album called The Young Ones and uh, Callum has gone on to uh, forge himself a career which is, uh, well, second to none, really, of, of people of his age, that's for sure. He's won pretty well everything there is to win, most of it several times over, and what a great year he's had. And indeed, he comes from the same stable in terms of the instruments of my main sponsor, R.G. Hardy. Well done to all of them. Now, in July, I, uh, well, I I was very busy travelling the world because I had two trips to the United States of America in close succession, uh, and I brought you programmes from both of them. First of all, I went to the Skagit County Highland Games, run by my friends at the Celtic Arts Foundation. I've been over there recently as well, you might remember. Uh, There in Washington State, in the northwest of the United States, I was on comparing and performing duties there and I loved it I have to say and just a week later I was on the other coast teaching at the Karsjus Small Pipes course in Vermont and one of my fellow tutors there was Tim Cummings and I featured a couple of tracks back then from a brand new album that was about to come out Rule of Three by his trio Triton from that another uh, taster I think right now but one that uh, is very appropriate for the time of year because there's a Christmas theme to this. Um, the Rusty Gully is the tune. It's a 3-2 hornpipe, but it's also sometimes known as Christmas is Coming.
us a track called Comfort Comfort, which has a Christmas theme in there. Uh, That's from Triton. Uh, who are Tim Cummings, Alex Keller and Jeremiah McLean. Uh, The album there is called Rule of Three. And thanks once again to Tim, Tim Cummings, for uh, looking after me for at least part of the time when I was out in Vermont in the summer. That was July. The following month, August, was a very, very busy month too, certainly for piping in general and for EYP, because we had a visit to the Bothy by NB. Uh, A wee flavour of that coming up later. We had our first live show as well from the National Piping Centre as part of the Piping Live Festival. And I went along to record a lovely Peabrook event held in Edinburgh to celebrate the music of Captain John McClellan. That's coming up too, the winning performance from that. But first of all, to Piping Live. And one of my guests on stage that afternoon in the marquee that served as the street cafe was one of the world's leading players of the Northumbrian small pipes, Andy May. Beautiful tune. So what, what did you give us there, Andy? Thanks very much. So the first tune, it's a one by James Hill, the fiddler, and it's called Spencer's Tent. And I thought as we're in uh, a marquee here, it would be uh, disrespectful to call it a tent, but it's a, it's a tent. I think but, it qualifies as a tent. I think James, so. It's a, James Hill, was he not one of us? Was he not from Scotland originally? That is a, a little known fact, yes, yeah. that he was originally from the north of Scotland and then moved to sort of Newcastle Gateshead area and uh, lived out his days syncopating around the bars, they say, of, you know, a sort of staggering motion from bar to bar around Gateshead and the Quayside. 
And after that, I put a tune of my own. It was the one called Back to the Forge, which I wrote for a pipe maker called Fred Picknell, who in his day job was a blacksmith. That's Andy May, just one of several guests who joined me on stage live at Piping Live back in August. And as I mentioned, another event that we covered here on EYP and another one uh, in which Charlie, my boy, came along to help me record was the Captain John McClellan Memorial Recital Challenge. That's a Peabrock competition held in Edinburgh annually with a very posh dinner. And it was great to get invited along to record that and a wonderful evening of Peabroch it was too. Um, so as a reminder, Captain John McClellan was one of the finest players of the 20th century and uh, one of few people to be a prolific composer of the big music of Kilmore of Peabroch. I suppose he and Donald McLeod would be the two main names we associate with uh, relatively modern Peabroch composition, certainly through the 20th century. And all the Peabroch performances we heard that evening were composed, were tunes composed by Captain John. The winner coming out on top, and uh, not for the first time, was Ian Spears, and his tune that evening was the Edinburgh Peabrock.
That's Ian Spears with the winning performance from this year's Captain John McClellan Memorial Recital Challenge held in Edinburgh back in August. And the Edinburgh Peabroch was his tune, composed by Captain John. And as I mentioned, another event which kept me busy with my EYP hat on in August was a visit here to the Bothy by NB, a pretty well-brand-new quartet uh, bellows all the way with NB, uh, two Ulin pipes and two Scottish small pipes. The players are Louise Mulcahy, Chirnan O'Dinkin, Bridget Heimble, and the aforementioned Finn Moore. Uh, here's Louise to tell us a little bit about her particular instrument. There are many different sets of Ulin pipes and in different mm. keys, but I think there's something really special about the sound of B. Um, I think the depth of the sound and the texture of it and the tonal quality is something really special. And you'd see increasingly more uh, Ilan pipers playing in the key of B. Um, but I think particularly when you put the small pipes in B and the Ilan pipes together, um, there's something special about it. So I think now with this new collaboration in B, there'll be even more <laughs> uh, small <laughs> yeah. pipe chanters and Ilan pipe chanters in B. Yeah, I think you might have started something for sure. <laughs> but uh, uh, Louise, you're, you're playing a very special set of pipes. Do you want to tell That's us about right, them? That's right, yeah. Um, so many masters of piping in Ireland, but one of the great masters was Liam O'Flynn, uh, who passed away a number of years ago. Um, and he donated two sets of Ilan pipes to Nippy Railing, the Society of Ilan Pipers in Dublin. Um, and in 2019, they entrusted me with the care of this particular set. So it was made about 35 years ago. Um, Liam O'Flynn recorded and several broadcasts with it and albums, um, collaborations, including Seamus Heaney. Um, mm. And I suppose one of the things that Liam did so well over the years was uh, collaborations uh, with different traditions so it's so special to be able to continue on and how selfless of somebody you know to entrust the care of their instruments to another generation so I think that's something really really special for me and something I you know don't take too lightly I think about it a lot um, you know I suppose when you strap on an instrument like that it becomes part of you and yeah. you just think of the the music that Liam played and, and the legacy that he's left
great sound. The debut recording, actually, of the band Inby here in the Bothy, just outside Edinburgh, back in August. Uh, they were in session for EYP Muldowney, Farewell to Decorum by Hamish Moore and Rakish Paddy were the tunes there. Uh, and they are Louise Mulcahy, Chirnan O'Dinkin, Bridget Heimbel and Finn Moore. Now, just, uh, well, time's wearing on, isn't it? And uh, I'm sure you've got lots to do. Christmas shopping, buying in the turkey, buying in the booze, uh, whatever it is. So I won't keep you much longer. One more piece of music to come. But uh, just before I finish, I want to say one or two thank yous. I want to thank Ailey, Ailey West, my daughter, for being the voice of my EYP sting that you hear at the start of the programme every week. And uh, also to Charlie, I mentioned Charlie earlier, who has helped out at various points with technical issues, especially recording the live set, some of which we've been hearing tonight. Thanks also to Georgie Farron, who looks after all the visual aspects of EYP, you could say. The website, uh, the social media, the weekly newsletter images, um, all of that stuff. And she does uh, a power of work behind the scenes. So thanks to Georgie. Uh, thanks to my sponsors, RG Hardy. Uh, and uh, we heard from RG Hardy earlier on. And uh, thanks. Uh, their, their support is very much appreciated right through the year. And also to the friends of EYP, some of whom might be you. <laughs> listening tonight. You, your uh, generous support through your monthly subscription goes a long way to helping with all of the costs. And of course, thank you to you wherever you may be listening in from in the world, in one of 83 countries <laughs> whose citizens have been listening in at some point over this year. Without you, as I've said before, it would be no fun at all. So I'm very grateful to support from all of you. And uh, I hope you can continue to be with me into the new year. But we're not going just yet, because uh, one more piece of music uh, before we finish tonight, and something a little bit uh, appropriate for the time of year. From the Tannehill Weavers. Now, that's a band I've played uh, from time to time here on EYP. They're doing a very generous giveaway at the moment of three festive tracks. Uh, you can find that on their website. Now, the Tannies are an evergreen band that's been uh, leading the way now since 1968, I think it was, they started thereabouts anyway. That's nearly as long as I've been alive. And of course, as you'd expect, uh, over for well over half a century, uh, there's been quite a few lineup changes over the years. But two constants still at the heart of the band, Phil Smiley and Roy Gullen. Nowadays joined by Ian McGillivray on Pipes and Fiddle and by Malcolm Bushby on Fiddle and Bazooki. And uh, yeah, a wee Christmas uh, pick-me-up here from the Tannehill Weavers with Sound and Yela. <laughs>
something cheery, something upbeat, something uh, festive and Christmassy to finish off the music for 2023. Uh, the Tannehill Weavers, and as I said, they're doing a very generous giveaway just now of three festive tracks. That's one of them. Uh, and you can get that via their website and I'll put a link to that below. And that's it for the year because I'm taking next week off for Christmas and I'll be back with you early in the new year. Um, thanks once again for the journey that we've been on. Uh, every every part of that journey that you've been able to join me for, I'm very grateful. And I hope you can be with me again through 2024. Uh, in the meantime, have a fantastic Christmas uh, and a great new year when it comes. And we'll see you on the other side. Whatever you do, please do. Enjoy your piping. <laughs> 